Acts 1, verses 1 through 8. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is the word of the Lord. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I have a question for you to think about, a discernment question, a question you can think about and reflect on here today in the coming week. It's this. How have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to be Christ's witness? How is that, if it's true, if it's true that Jesus will equip his church and empower his church, you, being the church, need to, to know that you are part of that. So how have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to be Christ's witness? An older member of my church one of my churches in the, a few years ago once told me the story that um, he, was, he retired and then he went into hospital chaplaincy as a volunteer visitor. And it was a Christian chaplaincy. He, he, could, he could pray with people and he could talk about Jesus. And one time he went to a bedside and had a nice conversation. And when it was time to go, he, he said, have a good day, and, and he left. And he got into the hall and he felt a prompting. He felt something, and, and it, it's like, it's as if he said, Jesus said to me, hey, I didn't hear my name in that conversation. So he went back, and he asked the man at, in, in the bed, is it okay if I talk to you about Jesus and, and pray with you? And he said, sure. And so they did. They, they had a good conversation. It, it, it was the thing that this, this patient needed, and it, it set him free. And it, They had a spiritual conversation and they prayed. And later that day, that patient passed away. And I believe that the Holy Spirit gave him the power to be a witness to Christ that day and made an eternal difference in that person's life. That's that's what the Holy Spirit does. Prompts you, moves you, empowers you, equips you. 
to witness to Jesus. A witness is someone who tells the story of what he or she has seen or experienced. The Spirit is the power that compels us, equips us, and directs us toward telling the story of Jesus and his resurrection and the difference that that makes. That's what happened to the disciples. They, they were promised this by Jesus, and they received it on the day of Pentecost. They, they got different languages. They stood up in front of people to witness boldly about the resurrection. And the book of Acts is the story of how the, the word of, of that resurrection went through Jerusalem, so Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In fact, this is Acts 1 verse 8 is the table of contents for the book of Acts, where, where chapters 1 verse 7 describe the witness of the gospel in Jerusalem, and in Acts 8 verse 12 about Judea and Samaria, and 13 to 28 to the ends of the world with Paul's missionary journeys. And for the disciples witnessing Jerusalem, where they executed Jesus, where religious power was centered, where religious power conflicted with Roman might. Speaking about Jesus was not an easy task. Nor was Judea, where Jesus had been rejected. Nor was it easy in Samaria, where people tended to mix religious ideas into a mishmash and believed everything and nothing. Nor were the ends of the earth any easier. Why would a Gentile world want anything to do with that strange group of folk in that provincial backwater over there. Yet, there they went, those empowered followers of Jesus at home, in their familiar neighborhoods, in the more unfamiliar regions, and in strange places, far from home, telling about Jesus and his power, his transforming power. And it's still the same today. The Spirit still sends us to near and far, to familiar and different. And there are some cards in the back at the Welcome Center, and I just want to show it to you. I'm inspired by this graphic by, by Resonate uh, Global Mission. I like the axis lines that have us think in terms of geographical and cultural nearness and distance. And the Spirit is sending us to Jerusalem. Where is your Jerusalem? The place that's geographically close and culturally similar. This is ground zero. This is the place where your passion for God's mission, your connection to the story of his resurrection, your sense of the, of the change that has come upon you, this is, this is where it starts. It's your home, it's your church, it's your family, it's your friends. This is where the Spirit deepens your passion for mission right where you are. And so we have this Mission Emphasis Sunday where we're telling you, you know, here we are. This is what we're called to do. This is where you learn how to speak of your faith and tell your faith story. And where is your Judea? It's still among those who are culturally similar and geographically close, the ones who have the same education as you, the ones who have the same kind of job as you, the ones who live in your neighborhood, the ones who are involved in your school, your work, your library, your grocery store, your community center. How is the Spirit sending you there to join what God is doing among them? And the Spirit sending us to Samaria. Where is your Samaria? It's among those who are close by, but 
culturally different. And in multicultural Canada, that could be the guy next door. It could be helping the refugees we sponsor, teaching English to new Canadians, or, or helping feed the homeless. We're going to hear from the Pennings, who are ministering among the First Nations in Ontario, a culture that has been hurt by, in so many different ways by a, a culture that imposed itself upon them. We're going to hear from the Timmermans who minister among Russian-speaking people. Russian-speaking. Russia is not a very, you know, to say you're Russian is probably not a good thing these days, but they are still people who need to hear the gospel, and God still loves them. So he's ministering, he and Galena are mis- ministering to those who live in the Golden Horseshoe, and we partner with them and extend our reach to them. And the Spirit is sending us to the ends of the earth. Where is that? It's among those who are culturally different and geographically far. And for too long, I used to think that's what a missionary was. When I was growing up in Victoria, you know, we'd we'd have a missionary come, and they'd have the batik dress on, and they'd have gourd drums and and all those kind of cool things that come from Africa. And you think, oh, okay, that's a missionary. That's what a missionary does. Goes somewhere else. And we send them money, and we take care of it, and that's it, right? And, and we fasted on World Hunger Sunday so that we could help the missionaries feed the people in the developing world. But now I know better. Not many of us are called to physically go to a different country and do long-term mission, and that's why our, our churches partner with Resonate and with World Renew, and through them we amplify our impact invest in God's work everywhere, and support the ones who have this call upon them. The Holy Spirit is moving us to be part of his mission, witnessing to the story of life in Christ's name, calling everyone locally and globally to experience that blessing. Mission isn't for someone else. It's it's for us. In our our newsletter that we, we put together, we are the mission of God. God doesn't have a church for, or have a mission for his church. God has a church for his mission, and we are that church. It's a call for us all. And so the question for us today is, how, how have you experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to be Christ's witness? Thank God for the new life that's flowing through God's people, flowing through you and me, moving us to live into the kingdom of Christ close by and far away. Let us pray. Sending God, thank you for your Holy Spirit who empowers us to take part in your mission in this world. As you send us to our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and to the ends of the world, Help us to deepen our passion for mission, to strengthen our capacity for it, to extend our reach in mission, and to amplify our impact. Bless us now as we hear from those who partner with us in mission. Inspire, challenge, encourage, and empower us on this day. In Christ our Lord. Amen.